Freedom, man. That's what it's all about. You've got to groove on freedom, like the good book says. listening to what on earth is happening this show will discuss the topics of human consciousness mind control natural law the occult and all issues that affect the freedom of the people of earth what on earth is happening will endeavor to shine light upon the darkness of our world and to offer empowering solutions to the problems we face as humanity approaches its critical moment of choice. And now, here is your host, Mark Passio. Welcome, one and all. You're listening to What on Earth is Happening here on Republic Broadcasting. I'm your host, Mark Passio. My website, whatonearthishappening.com. The network's website, republicbroadcasting.org. Today is Saturday, April 12th, 2014. This show comes at you live right here on Republic Broadcasting every Saturday evening from 10 p.m. to 1 a.m. Eastern Time. That's 9 p.m. to midnight Central Time. We have a great show lined up for you here today. We are going to be breaching the topic of the possibility of non-human intelligence interacting with our planet and with our species, both in the ancient world, in the ancient past, and in the modern world. So this is previously uncharted waters for what on earth is happening, but we have to begin to breach this topic. And as I said, I'm going to introduce it gently, not give everybody everything at once, because there's a lot of psychological resistance to even looking at this topic. And that's what we're going to start talking about here today. Why is there so much psychological resistance about this topic? So that's coming up on this edition of What on Earth is Happening. Let me give the call-in number right at the top of the show, because I'll be taking calls maybe hopefully about halfway through the show and uh, through to the end of the show. Uh, any uh, questions that you might have, if you want to chime in on this uh, particular topic, I'd love to hear from you. The call-in number to join us, 800-313-9443. Once again, the call-in number, 800-313-9443. I have several event announcements, so please bear with me. Uh, the Free Your Mind 2 conference from 2013 the videos are finally completed and they are up at freeyourmindconference.com. You can go to that website and you can check out all the videos. They're on the speaker biography pages. So when you go to a page of one of the speakers, their video will be right there and you could watch it for free online. We didn't even uh, uh, end up doing a, a pay-per-view as we had originally intended. Uh, we just, as the videos uh, uh, were finished pro processing and being edited, we just put them on the, the page and now all the speakers. Uh, uh, videos are actually up on the website freeyourmindconference.com. 
Of course, there is no Free Your Mind conference this year in 2014, and I have uh, generally stepped down as the uh, organizer or one of the main organizers of the conference. I'm still going to be helping out with this conference in an ancillary capacity and with in a capacity as sort of an advisor, uh, but um, I can make the announcement that there will be a Free Your Mind 3 conference in 2015. In April of 2015, it will be in the Philadelphia area. A venue is being worked on as we speak. It is probably not going to be in Philadelphia proper, right in the city. It's more likely than not next year going to be in the suburban area around Philadelphia, but we'll have more details as uh, things get confirmed. But uh, new organizational team, it's going to be kept in in the original spirit of the first two conferences. And uh, I will more likely than not be speaking at the third for your mind conference as well. So it is on for 2015 as uh, we originally intended to kind of make this conference in every other year event because doing it every year with a huge conference like this, to me, it makes it not as special, you know, and uh, it gives something, uh, it gives people something to really look forward to when you space it out a little bit. So uh, hopefully uh, the event organizers going forward will keep it as an every other year uh, event in the odd years because it's uh, odd topics, you know, for people who don't generally fit into the mainstream type of consciousness. So um, uh, you could also check out all of the uh, Free Your Mind 2 uh, speaker videos uh, at the Free Your Mind Conference YouTube channel also. Uh, that's youtube.com slash FYM conference. Once again, the Free Your Mind Conference YouTube channel is youtube.com slash FYM conference. Uh, on the news section of What on Earth is Happening Right Now, three new uh, interviews that I did this past week uh, on Illuminating the Shadowland, Cancel the Cabal, and Down the Rabbit Hole with Popeye. You could check those out. Those are uh, now posted to the news section. Uh, coming up this week, I have three more interviews. Uh, I'm going to be on Open Your Mind Radio on Sunday, April 13th. That's tomorrow from 2 to 4 p.m. The website you can check that out at is oymradio.com. I'll be on Dark City Radio. That's uh, a, uh, um, a mumble broadcast, okay? And uh, that is on Thursday, April 17th from 3 to 5 p.m. Eastern. And the website, or the Mumble site, I should say, to uh, join into that uh, radio broadcast is bawbag.anonnet.org. That's A-N-O-N-N-E-T.org. Once again, bawbag.anonnet.org. I'll be on Pi Radio on Friday, April 18th from 4 to 6 p.m. Eastern Time. And again, when these uh, interviews are completed, I will, uh, as I usually do, post them to the whatonearthishappening.com news section, the news tab of the website. Uh, this coming Thursday, April 17th, right here in Philadelphia, uh, Barb and I will be co-hosting the Truth, Freedom, Prosperity Documentary Screening and Discussion Night. It's been on hiatus since November of 2013. Uh, we finally got a new venue, uh, an actual, actually a better venue than where we were previously at. 
Um, this is uh, going to be taking place at the Guerin Recreation Center at 1600 Jackson Street. That's the corner of 16th and Jackson in South Philadelphia. This meetup will take place the third Thursday of every month, and the first one at the new venue is Thursday, April 17th at 7 o'clock p.m. The documentary we'll be screening this Thursday is I Am Fishhead. It is a documentary about psychopathy. The filmmakers uh, studied psychopathy in our society and showed that uh, people who are in positions of power are much, much, much more likely to be psychopaths because psychopaths gravitate to positions of power in our society. Uh, they are much more likely to be psychopaths in positions of power and influence than, uh, you know, at any other place in society. Um, so I Am Fishhead really explores not only what psychopathy is, what a psychopath really is, but it explores how we as normally functioning people who are not psychopathic in our nature allow these psychopaths to rule us, allow these psychopaths to maintain the power and influence that they have and essentially rule over society. So um, that's what the film is going to be about. It should lead to an interesting discussion. Uh, I have a new uh, live seminar to announce that I'm going to be conducting. Uh, I told people a little bit about this last week, but I have confirmed it this week, and it is now announced on the website in, at the top of the news section. I will be speaking live on Saturday, May 31st in St. Louis, Missouri with an all-day seminar. It is called Streetwise Spirituality, and the subtitle for this seminar is What Does It Truly Mean to Be Awake? What do we mean by the term awake and what does it really mean to be awake as compared and contrasted with the new age definition of, of what it means to be awake? We're going to tell people what it really means to be awake in this seminar. So I'll give you some more details on the other side of the break. Ladies and gentlemen, you're listening to What on Earth is Happening right here on Republic Broadcasting. Stay with us. Let's climb through the tide. We don't need no education We don't need no thought control Welcome back, everyone. You're listening to What on Earth is Happening here on Republic Broadcasting. So, uh, as I was saying before the break, I will be speaking in St. Louis, Missouri on um, Saturday, May 31st, 2014. The title of this all-day seminar is entitled Streetwise Spirituality, What Does It Truly Mean to Be Awake? This will be taking place at the Arden Mead Center. The Arden Mead Center is at 17 Selma Avenue in St. Louis, Missouri, 63119. The doors will open at 9 o'clock a.m. I will begin the morning session at approximately 9.30 a.m. I'll go for about three hours, and then we'll take a lunch break at 12.30 p.m. for about an hour and a half. Uh, the afternoon session for this seminar will start at 2 o'clock p.m. and go to about 5 p.m., and it will be followed by a question and answer session with the audience. The advanced tickets for this seminar, Streetwise Spirituality in St. Louis, Missouri, are uh, $20, a donation of $20. You can call the number 
888-888-4454 to purchase tickets, or you can email the following email address, raymum at gmail.com. I'll spell that. It's R-A-Y-M-U-M-M-E at gmail.com. So you can call that number or email that uh, email address to purchase tickets for this seminar. Uh, at the door tickets, only uh, $5 more, uh, $25 donation at the door. So uh, really excited to be speaking in uh, St. Louis, Missouri at the end of next month. There is a support donation button on the What on Earth is Happening website. If you feel that you've uh, uh, gained a lot of value from the information that I've shared freely here on this website, through this radio show, etc., uh, through my videos, uh, feel free to make a voluntary support donation uh, with the uh, button that is on the left-hand side of the site. As always, uh, when I present new material, there are images that are associated with the show today, uh, slides, if you will, okay? There are visual aids or slides that go along with the concepts and ideas that I'm going to be talking about, discussing, presenting on the show here today. Uh, as always, the images can always be found with the podcast, and again, this is podcast number 151, but uh, during the live show, they are always listed in numerical form uh, underneath the player on the whatonearthishappening.com radio show page. That's whatonearthishappening.com slash radio, or you could just click the radio show tab or the radio button on the left-hand side of the website. So uh, right underneath the player, if you're not already listening there, uh, you can see images for tonight's show, and then there's some numerical links. Uh, if you click on those numerical link numbers, it will bring up a little slideshow, and you could follow along uh, as I uh, present the uh, topics of discussion for tonight. So the first image, of course, was just the poster for the um, uh, seminar in St. Louis, the Streetwise Spirituality poster. Uh, that's, again, also posted on my at the top of my news section. Feel free to share it. I will probably also be making a Facebook event page for uh, that event and uh, sharing it out with all the people who are friends with me on Facebook. Image number two, let's uh, jump right into the topic for tonight. And again, the topic is... Um, we've been looking at the possibility of psychopathy having a origin that is, that was put here, that was that was not something that naturally quote evolved or just happened in any kind of a natural way, or even because of certain circumstances that were present here on earth. Uh, we were entertaining the possibility that psychopathy was something that was done to the human species, that it was created in us somehow by another intelligence, an intelligence that is not human for all intents and purposes. Okay, so what we're going to, the topic we're going to start to breach here is non-human intelligence in general. And people, you know, might say, oh, what's this going to become a show about UFOs? No, not if I can have anything to say about it. Um, it is, uh, you know, UFOs will be something that we can touch on when it, when it comes to this topic. But really what I'm looking at is the possibility that we have had interaction in the ancient past with beings that are not human and that that interaction may be continuing up till the current day. Now, when you say something like that, there's so much stigma that goes along with this notion. There's immediate psychological reaction that goes along with it because of how much ridicule is generally attached to even the 
the discussion of the possibility that we are not alone here on earth. And it's really asinine, it's childish, it's immature, it's unscientific, it's the sign of a closed mind, you know, the, the ridicule that goes along with this topic. You know, uh, it was said that the mark of true intelligence is being able to entertain a notion without either accepting it or rejecting it. And sadly, many people in our culture can't do that. You know, and that's a statement really about where we've gone as far as our mindset is concerned. How far gone humanity really is. That if you can't breach a topic and talk about it without, you know, immediately it being dismissed or immediately it being praised and heralded as the second coming, you know, one or or the other of those two extreme reactions in mind, you know, to me, that tells me something's really wrong, okay? As, as far as the mindset, the psychological mindset of humanity is concerned in general. So when we're talking about the possibility that the human condition and the sub-conditions that are contained therein, like psychopathy, like the existence of psychopathy in the human genome, um, po- quite possibly may have had an origin that is not human, Okay, that is born in some other form of intelligent species or intelligent beings. Um, to breach that topic, again, I want to do this in a controlled fashion. I want to do this in a way that gets people thinking about some of the really deep causal and psychological questions and factors involved in this topic. Okay, not just saying, oh, everything is attributable to non-human intelligent beings, okay? And again, I don't like the term alien. I don't really like the term extraterrestrial as much because of a lot of the connotations that go along with it. I prefer the term non-human intelligence, period. You know, non-human intelligent beings, or beings that have the capacity for intelligence, you know, such as, such as us. You know, because could we really claim that we're intelligent as a species? I don't I think that would be a lofty claim. There are intelligent individuals on earth most certainly. But as a species have we really reached holistic intelligence? I don't think I could even make that statement. So I consider humanity a species with the capacity for intelligence as I would consider some of these non-human intelligent beings or species or entities that I'm going to be, you know, getting into talking about on future shows. Now, again, the other thing to keep in mind here is no one is saying that they have the absolute truth when it comes to this matter. I'm not claiming that. Never did. Okay. I'm saying that we're going to start talking about possibilities that is, that are going to involve some conjecture and that are going to involve incomplete picture of things, an incomplete picture of things, a fragmentary account or relating of the events of our ancient past. Uh, And it's like a jigsaw puzzle. That's how you have to look at this. You have to look at it as a jigsaw puzzle that somebody opened up the box and threw it in your face in a dark room. That's really what we're dealing with here. Okay, now the pieces are scattered all over the floor in the dark room. Okay, maybe you bring a couple of friends into the room, you know, with their phone flashlights or something to that effect. And we're going to start looking for those pieces. And then we're going to gather them. We're going to bring them to the table together. And we're going to see if we could see the emergent picture. We're going to see if we could see that jigsaw puzzle picture emerge on the table as we bring the pieces of the, uh, you know, uh, puzzle that are, that has been completely disjointed and, you know, uh, separated, uh, because of 
deliberate obfuscation in many cases, and just because of the destruction of knowledge in many cases in the ancient past. So let's start to take a look on the other side of this break of why is there so much psychological resistance to this topic in general? Because it could tell us a lot about ourselves. We'll pick that up on the other side. Stay with us. You know the day destroys the night Night divides the day Try to run, try to hide Break on through to the other side Break on through to the other side Break on through to the other side, yeah Welcome back everyone, you're listening to What on Earth May Very Well Be Happening. Maybe I should uh, register that domain name, what do you think? Um, We're talking about the possibility of the ongoing interaction with non-human intelligence uh, with our species. And we're asking the question here at the very beginning, why is there so much psychological resistance to even consider this possibility. Why is there so much psychological resistance to the consideration of the possibility of the interaction of non-human intelligence with our species? Where does that come from in the human psyche? And I have some ideas about where that comes from that I'd like to share with the listening audience. And again, this is slide number two that we're on here. The first place that this psychological resistance comes from is probably a place that most people would, you know, come to the conclusion of on their on their own um, if they just look at the human condition for even a brief amount of time, and that is the fear of the unknown. And notice I did not say human nature there, okay? We're not talking about human nature, we're talking about the human condition, all right? two completely different ideas and what people think of as human nature is largely a poisoned worldview and has absolutely nothing to do with the actual nature of a human being. Uh, We talked about that on past shows that, you know, this skewed and poisoned worldview really sets most people thinking down one specific course that can't ever lead to the truth because they buy into a a uh, completely psychopathic worldview of what should even be occurring here on this planet, you know, in their idea of, quote, human nature. Um, what we're talking about here is the psychological condition that our species currently exists in. And the psychological condition that we exist in is fear, largely, okay? And we fear what we don't immediately understand, See, what the conscious mind does is it scans the environment for unknowns. It scans the environment and it says, let me see what's out there. Uh, do I understand what all of this is? Do I you know, know what I'm seeing? Do I understand what I'm hearing, etc.? It takes an info through the senses, it processes it, and it says, do I know about this? And if I don't and an unknown comes up, then I have to be on guard because that unknown may threaten me, threaten my survival, etc. So then a shield goes up. And, you know, we go into fight or flight mode. This fear of the unknown, which is largely unhealthy for our species, okay? Really what we should do is confront things with an open mind and a sense of curiosity, as opposed to having an immediate fear-based, instinctual, animalistic, uh, mid-brain and lower brain reaction to things. 
is put those immediate instinctual reactions on hold for a moment and logically think things through. Most people can't do that right now because of the condition that they're in, the condition of fear. So fear of the unknown puts us in the worst place to possibly try to understand anything. You're, if you're, you're in a fear-based mindset, blood rushes away from the brain, okay? You're not getting richly oxygenated blood in the brain. You're not going to do very good thinking in that state of mind, okay? The, the blood rushes away from the neocortical brain, which is where higher order thought takes place, logic, intuition, etc., creativity, breaking down and solving problems. All right, so fear puts us in that state where we're incapable of recognizing the unknowns. We're incapable of taking in the data that we're surrounded by and analyzing it and coming to an accurate conclusion about it. If you're going to try to do that in fear, good luck. You're not going to get very far. So um, another way you're not going to get very far is if you take on this idea that if it makes me somehow fearful or uncomfortable, I refuse to look at it. And that's why next to this slide, see on the left-hand side of this slide, I have this young woman opening a door with some, you know, uh, mysterious or foreboding light coming out of it, you know, representing that's the unknown, you know, that's the place that we're loath to go, the place that we're loath to look at because of how uncomfortable it makes us or possibly how disturbing it may be. And uh, on the right-hand side of the image, there's a great meme there that says, you cannot change what you refuse to confront. And if the human condition that we're in, that we want to change, you know, that we want to set back to balance is a result of the possibility of interaction with non-human intelligence, and we refuse to confront that out of fear, good luck changing it. You know, you're not, again, you're not going to get very far. Because to solve any problem, you have to have an understanding of the causal factors of the problem. That's what a diagnosis is about. Going down to the causal factors, not treating the symptoms, going down underneath to the causal factors through knowledge. And that's what diagnosis means. It comes from Greek roots. Dia is a prefix, a preposition, I'm sorry, in Greek, in ancient Greek, that means through or by way of. And then the word gnosis in Greek transliterated into English, G-N-O-S-I-S, is knowledge. Diagnosis literally means by way of knowledge or through knowledge, you're going to come to an understanding of the problem. So if you don't want to even confront an issue and look at it to even assemble the components of that information, the grammar that you need to analyze logically and filter and, you know, come to an accurate understanding of, you're not going to get anywhere when it comes to solving a problem. So if ridicule is the immediate response, you know, I mean, good luck. If blind acceptance is the immediate response, you're going to be in just as disempowered of a position to look at that information and come to an accurate understanding of it. Neither one of these is where learning takes place. Neither one of these reactive places is where true learning occurs. True learning occurs when we have some skepticism and some open-mindedness. That's where we need to be at that balance point, where we'll take information in without immediately accepting it or rejecting it, and then analyzing it and looking at it critically. So that's what we're going to attempt to do on this show going forward in the treatment of this topic. Imagine that, uh, treating the topic of 
non-human intelligence, extraterrestrial beings, the UFO phenomenon, etc., the story of the ancient past and possible human origins with an air of intelligence and uh, caution and open-mindedness, you know, where, where real learning is actually possible from that place, you know, very few people even attempt to do it from that level of balance. So moving forward with this question, why are so many people so psychologically resistant to this topic in general? The second reason is that many people are in the condition of a completely runaway ego. I call this runaway ego calcification. And I'm presenting this topic on slide number three here. Uh, I've called this in the past, the arbiter of truth syndrome, where people are so in the mindset that it is up to them to decide what is true, that ultimately what they're really doing, ladies and gentlemen, is playing God. You know, that's what this mindset really is. The ego has become so out of control that it is, a, it is really playing God. It's saying, what I'm comfortable with, I'm going to state that is true. doesn't make a difference what the evidence shows. I'm not going to actually apply any methodological observation and research and, you know, testing, you know, the data or anything like that. No, no, no. I'm just going to say it, this is my opinion and it doesn't make a difference, uh, whether it's actually real or not. I'm going to decide what's true and real for myself because that's what I'm comfortable with. Now, if you don't think that is the epitome of hubris and the epitome of the out of control ego mindset, I don't know what is, you know, I can't think of anything else that is the epitome of wanting to be God, you know, saying I am the arbiter of truth. I'm God because I get to determine what's real. I get to determine what's true. Imagine this. And here we have a celebrity from Hollywood, Tom Cruise, making this statement, this quote from Cruise here on this slide. Individuals have to decide what is true and real for them. Imagine this. I mean, you know, if that's what, I don't know if that's what he's getting from Scientology or whatever, but I'm telling you, that's a diseased point of view. Really? Really, Tom? For real? Human beings get to decide what's true and real for them, really. Truth isn't independent of us. It isn't there for us to observe and come and bring our senses into alignment with, into resonance with. No, that isn't, that isn't what the human uh, task is to do, to bring our perception into alignment with truth. No, no, no. According to Tom Cruise, ladies and gentlemen, we get to decide what's real and true for us. Don't you know? I mean, this is pure mental illness, ladies and gentlemen. We'll pick this up on the other side. Ladies and gentlemen, you're listening to What on Earth is Happening. Don't go anywhere. Welcome back, everyone. This is What on Earth is Happening. I'm your host, Mark Passio. My website, whatonearthishappening.com. So uh, we were on slide number three in the uh, images, and we were talking about um, this idea of uh, people wanting to be the arbiter of truth. 
not looking at truth as something that is objective and independent of their perception, just the way things are, that which is, uh, you know, this totally demystified understanding of what truth means, okay? That which is, that the way things actually are, you know? And people want to insist that, no, it's all about just what's true for me, you know, and I just want to clarify this for a moment, ladies and gentlemen. When I talk about the arbiter of truth syndrome here, I mean when it comes to objective events that have taken place. You know, um, I'm not talking about any level of uh, subjective perception at all. In other words, like one person may have a severe phobia of insects and another person may look at insects and have absolutely no... Um, you know, uh, averse, adverse reaction to seeing them, you know, uh, maybe two people are standing in a kitchen and an insect wanders in from, you know, the backyard or whatever. And one of them looks at it and goes, oh my God, that's the most sickening, evil, you know, evil looking, horrendous, you know, uh, creepy thing I've ever seen. I, and my immediate visceral reaction is want to want it to die. Okay. And the other person says, oh, this is just a, you know, another one of the creatures that we share this planet with. And I don't really see them as anything that's, you know, so bad. And, you know, let me just uh, get them out of the kitchen and take them out back into the yard. You know, uh, these are subjective ways of seeing the same thing. It doesn't change the objective fact that the insect wandered in from the backyard and was in the kitchen when these two people were standing there. That's what I'm talking about as truth. That's not up to us to decide what's real or true when it comes to that, okay? That actually occurred. It happened. It's, it's not like somebody could be standing there and say, well, I, I'm determining that this didn't occur, you know, that, that, that the bug was never there, you know? I mean, that's what we're talking about here, the level of sickness when it comes to people and their, quote, interpretation of events, you know? It's like when it comes to something like 9-11, you know, it doesn't make a difference how much evidence is brought forward that the official story cannot be, cannot have gone down the way that the government claims it did. These people are convinced this is what I'm going to believe in and it, and truth be damned. It doesn't make a difference. You know, what, what I say is the way it actually happened is the way it actually happened. I'm not going to look at any evidence. Why? Because that might make me uncomfortable and therefore it's invalid because I have to feel good, you know? It's magical thinking is what it really is. And anybody who thinks that that's how reality works, I mean, they're not only an infant, they're mentally ill, literally. They not only have a child-infant mentality, but they're really, really, really sick. So let's move on to slide number three. So, you know, these are the first two reasons that people want to not even look at possibilities, they fear the unknown, that which they don't currently understand, and they have a runaway ego that I like to call the arbiter of truth syndrome, that where they're going to determine what's real based on their likes, preferences, and whims, okay? What makes them feel good or bad? I mean, imagine that. But here's the real deep reason, you know, okay? The real deep reason you'll have people say, oh, what's he talking about this for? You know, uh, why is he getting into this topic? This is tinfoil hat stuff, or uh, this has all been debunked and we shouldn't even be looking into this area. You want to know the real reason? Here it is right here on slide number four. Psychological denial due to subconsciously nested, unresolved past trauma 
in the human collective subconscious. That's the real reason people don't want to look into this topic, ladies and gentlemen. And we've been talking about this issue. Okay, we've been talking about people psychologically having the mindset of a traumatized, abandoned child, which is where this material is ultimately leading. What set that condition in motion, what put that condition in place here on earth is the ancient events of our past, or very well could be. So people are in this state of absolute psychological denial or what's called cognitive dissonance, seeing things as they are in the world with their own very own eyes, with their very own senses, and yet psychologically denying the existence of what is. And like I say in the past, you need to respect existence or expect resistance from the universe. You want to talk about why there's resistance from the universe when it comes to human beings condition and why the universe isn't really coming to our aid and helping us to get out of this condition because we will not respect what is we will not respect and accept truth into our minds and into our hearts and then act upon it when we do that there's no power that can stand against us we're standing in the ultimate power that that governs the entire universe when we're in that mode of being in union with truth But when we refuse to accept truth and we refuse to look at what is and we exist in this state of psychological denial akin to wanting to be God by claiming we're the arbiters of truth, good luck getting any assistance from the universe. Respect that which is or expect resistance. So the real underlying psychological condition that is present in humanity that is keeping people from even wanting to look at this or ridiculing it right off the bat without ever ever having done one inkling of research one one not even picking up a a book and reading a, a quarter of it a tenth of it nothing nothing just my completely unresearched and ill-read and ill-formed opinion is as valid as valid as your decades worth of research and knowledge Imagine that statement. This is where people in our society are at. That's what they think is a valid point of view to hold. It's the epitome of hubris and ignorance. Ignorance. To ignore what is actually there. You know, and that's the human condition. That's not human nature. That's the human condition that we can change and need to change and should change hear exactly what i'm saying right there we need to change it and we should change it because that condition is from a a, a moral standpoint completely invalid it is an immoral point of view because you're saying i'm going to willfully deny truth And the only thing that can ever come out of that is immoral behavior and ultimately chaotic conditions. And what it leads to is slavery, which is where we're at for having been in that mindset for so long. But don't get it twisted and don't get it confused. That's not human nature, folks. That's what we had, the condition we have come into through what has happened to us and what we have allowed to continue. 
because we haven't taken any action to reverse that trend. So here's the second big question for tonight, which we'll get into deeper in the second hour. If there is evidence to suggest, and I would suggest there most certainly is evidence to suggest that there are and have been non-human intelligences interacting with humanity, not only in the present day, but far into our past, probably for as long as we have existed on this planet. Why? The question needs to be asked, what are the underlying reasons that all of the governments in the world would take up the same position. Most of the governments in the world, you can't get them to agree on anything. Every single government in the world has taken the same position that they are not going to disclose the truth regarding this interaction that has been taking place. You know, the uh, slide number five here shows this uh, UFO flap that happened back in the 1950s over Washington, D.C., where these fleets of craft buzzed the U.S. Capitol. And that is the U.S. Capitol. That is a real photograph. And those aren't planes. Okay. And this happened multiple times, not just once. And it got tons of press coverage back then. And still people just completely, you know, say, well, we don't know what it was, but, you know, whatever. We're not going to look into it any further. There's nothing to see here, folks. You know, crafts that don't obey the laws of physics as we know them, that don't uh, observe any of the uh, flight characteristics of any known conventional terrestrial aircraft, you know, buzzing the most heavily air-defended space in the world. But there's nothing to see there. Okay. We'll pick this up on the other side, folks. You're listening to What on Earth is Happening. We'll be back. everyone. You're listening to What on Earth is Happening here on Republic Broadcasting. I'm your host, Mark Passio. My website, whatonearthishappening.com. I do want to tell people before we continue with the show for tonight that uh, the video from uh, the Asheville, North Carolina seminar that I recently conducted, the uh, New Age BS and the Suppression of the Sacred Masculine Revisited, uh, the uh, video is about halfway finished being edited and... Um, I'm uh, through the morning session. I'm through editing the morning session. I'm going to be working on uh, editing the afternoon session in the coming week. So uh, I don't want to make any absolute promises, but hopefully within uh, a week or two, at the very most, I'll get that up uh, on my site, my YouTube channel. So uh, people can check that uh, seminar that was very successful in Asheville, North Carolina last month. All right, so uh, let's pick up on slide number five where we left off in the last hour. Uh, again, the, these images are at the whatonearthishappening.com radio show page, whatonearthishappening.com slash radio, or just click the radio show tab on the, on the site. 
Um, also, uh, all as always, the images are posted with the podcast for the show. Okay, so um, the question we were asking is, why would every single government in the world, faced with the possibility of non-human intelligences interacting with humanity since time immemorial, why would every single solitary one of them on the face of the earth want to continue to suppress the truth regarding this ongoing interaction? What motive would the governments of the world have to continue to suppress the disclosure of the truth about extraterrestrial non-human intelligences? And again, um, when we're talking about non-human intelligence, let me just make this clear before we even move forward through, through this show or any coming shows. I am not going to get in any kind of a debate about the nature of these beings, okay? If you want to look at them as simple 3D organic uh, you know, beings that happen to live on another planet in, in this galaxy or another galaxy, fine. If you want to look at them as extra dimensional beings that live in a higher dimension or frequency of reality, fine. If you want to look at them as demonic entities that are, you know, sent here to torment us by, you know, uh, some evil God or evil supernatural being, I really don't care. If that's how you want to look at this, look at it however you want. The point here is that there are intelligences that are not human interacting with this planet and its people, period. Okay. Now, regardless of what their nature is, people may have different takes on that. Ultimately, when I break down what I feel the interaction has been between these beings and us, it all comes down to the same thing, folks. We need to step into our power and step into the power of truth and use the lost word, which is no. And it doesn't make a difference what their nature is at that point. When we decide to do that and decide that we're not going to have any more of slavery, that's when it will end and not a moment until. And it won't make a difference what their nature is at that point. Because once again, then we'll be stepping into our sovereignty. Then we'll be stepping into the power of truth. And the universe will not stand against that. Regardless of what might happen in the physical domain. Okay? So, um... Try to answer this question. How many people have ever even really sat down and just considered that question? You see so many even UFO researchers, they spend so much time on the nuts and bolts of the phenomenon, you know, trying to prove the existence, you know, uh, the existence doesn't need to be proved to me because I'm an experiencer, you know, I've witnessed this, uh, these craft that can't be explained. So, you know, I, I don't need somebody trying to convince me of their, uh, existence or the possible origins of them or the possible nature of them. To me, that's not as important as have they been here? What have they been doing here? What is their relationship to human beings? You know, what, why do, do they want to interact with us? Why are they continuing a presence possibly? Okay. And we can get into all of that conjecture and, you know, even get your, your, your take on it, the listeners take on it as well when we go to calls, but, um, many researchers, you know, shy away from this question of saying, why, what are the actual underlying reasons why no government on the face of the earth wants to come forward and talk about that these beings exist and they have been interacting with this planet? Well, I'm going to propose three 
overarching reasons why the embargo on truth has continued and is continuing now. And the first, of course, is the continuity of control. All right, this is image number six now. How do you continue controlling 7 billion people in a state of slavery? How do you keep 7 billion people enslaved? A small group of people. How do they do that? How do you accomplish that? Well, obviously, you don't do it by sheer force, by sheer violence. You know, you do it largely through getting them to consent. You do it largely through controlling their mind, their perception of reality. And how do you control that? The ultimate form of controlling perception is suppressing what people believe is possible, suppressing the human imagination. You want to really talk about the highest form of mind control. It's getting people into a limited view of who they are. Their imagination can't break outside of that box. They're locked into an ego identity. I am my job. I am what I do. I am my familial relationship. I am the relationship between me and my friends, etc. You know? I am my profession. I am my religion. You're not any of those things. Your pure consciousness having an experience in the physical domain to learn and grow. Oh, what a heretical idea that is, you know? But, you know, everybody has these limited roles that they willingly put themselves in because they have this attachment to this ego identity, the ego role that they're playing out in the three-dimensional realm in life. So when people get attached to that identity they start to take on a very limited perception of what is possible because they believe this, and and this goes hand in hand with the worldview we're going to get into talking about that goes into the Darwinian worldview, which is a huge part of looking at the psychological dynamic when it comes to this topic, huge part, okay? When you take on this worldview that you are a limited being, What you're really doing is you're saying to yourself, it has always been this way. It is this way now and therefore it always must be this way. Nothing can change, see? That's really what the whole scientism and Darwinian worldview is about. Human nature is about the survival of the fittest. It is about survival only. We are instinctual creatures that can never break that programming. That's there in nature, and somehow that's right, and it should be like that. Yeah. You know what that's called? More mental illness. That isn't just a Darwinian paradigm. That's social Darwinism. That's Satanism. It's the tenet, one of the main four tenets of Satanism. And most people are in a Satanic mindset. Don't even know what it is. Have no idea what the tenets of Satanism really are. Don't even know that... They, by believing this nonsense, being the way things perpetually must be, this whole social Darwinistic worldview, that they have ascribed to the ideology of Satanism. And I'm not telling you that I think that's what it is. I'm telling you that's what it is. I should know I was a priest in Satanism for 10 years of my life. 
So you'd think I'd know a bit or two about the ideology they espouse, wouldn't you? We'll pick this up on the other side, folks. Don't go anywhere. go on ladies and gentlemen it is time to break the code of silence you're listening to what on earth is happening i'm your host mark passio we're talking about the possibility of non-human intelligence interacting with humanity since time immemorial on this planet why people are so psychologically resistant to even wanting to discuss that and why the governments all throughout the world Uh, have basically put forward an embargo on even looking into that as a possibility and, you know, shedding tons of ridicule on that, on people who want to uh, look into that possibility and uh, explore the evidence for that. And the main reason they do that is because they want to perpetuate slavery, you know, as the farmers of this planet, or at least the uh, farm hands, you might say, uh, they don't want the animals breaking free of their pens. And the, the way that you keep that from happening is you've got to keep them in a box in the mind. You know, you have to control what they think, you know, or at least dissuade them from thinking outside of the box. Because the ultimate form of mind control, ladies and gentlemen, is the extermination of the human imagination. And I've put a little graphic uh, to that effect on slide number seven. You want to know what the deepest form of mind control that exists is? It is the limitation of what people believe is possible. And if you put them in that head cage, you have them on your strings like a puppet. And then you just give the command, dance, puppet, dance, golem, you know, and it's a piece of cake like nothing, child's play. And that all happens because we have abandoned one of the greatest gifts that we've been given as intelligent creatures or creatures that should be intelligent. The imagination, the ability to visualize the way things you want things to be, the way you want things to be, and then make that happen by an act of your will. To visualize something different than what is and to understand it doesn't have to be like this. It being like this is a choice, people. It is a choice that is continuously renewed in every moment by the people who are doing it. See, that's what you don't want to wrestle with because that means the responsibility to change gets firmly placed upon your shoulders. Okay? No one else. 
No one is currently doing this to us. We're doing it to ourselves. Yeah, things may have been done to us in our ancient past as a species, but that doesn't mean we're not doing this to ourselves right now in the here and now. Okay? And that is perpetuated by the idea that things are not possible to change. Again, this goes back to what I was talking about in the New Age BS material for people who are familiar with that material. And for those who are not, you could watch the videos on my website in the videos section. Uh, I talk about in there this the, the difference, truly knowing the difference of what cannot be changed versus what can be changed. And the human condition can be changed. You know what? It's just a lot of hard work is going to have to be applied. Effort. Knowledge is going to be required. Care is going to be required. Courage is going to be required. Effort is going to be required. Time is going to be required. Attention is going to be required. God forbid, man. Now, we can't have any of those things expended, you know? Well, we got to sit there with a bowl of GMO popcorn and, you know, watch whatever crap's on cable tonight. You know, that's what we aspire as human beings in the modern day to do. You know, not learn about ourselves, our origins, what's been going on here on this planet, the immorality of it, how it needs to change and go away, this current human condition. And it can. But see, you know what, ladies and gentlemen? There is a world of difference between can and will. Oh, there's that little word, will. How many people are willing this change to take place? See, it's all about the willpower and aligning our will with the creation's will, with the will of creation itself, with the underlying ordering intelligence that underlies all creation. You know, getting your egoic will out of the way. Not worrying so much about what you want. What do I want? How do I want it to... What do I want to be true? Am I, am I comfortable with this being true or not? Who, who gives a damn whether you're comfortable with it? You think the universe cares whether you're comfortable with what is? You, little you. Oh, wait a minute, hold on. Let's rearrange the entire truth of the entire universe because little you doesn't like it being that way. Doesn't want it to be that way. You know, absolutely tough, isn't it? You know, and no one wants to say it like that to somebody. That they're an absolute child in the mind thinking like that. Uh, it's, it, it's not about us discovering what's true and confronting it and dealing with it and accepting it for what it is. No, it's about what we're comfortable with. I mean, please, man. You know, I, I don't know how it could get any more childish and imbecilic. Absolutely imbecilic. And yet, this is where the majority of human beings are at, make no mistake. See, folks, look, one thing I'm not is naive, okay? Whatever else people want to say about me, go right ahead and say it. Don't call me naive ever. I have my finger firmly on the pulse of where the psychology of this species is at. Better than almost anyone alive, okay? When it comes to the understanding of the current human condition, 
And I'm not saying that to to toot my horn or to you know be playing ego games. I'm saying it because it's the truth. Because this is all I've studied for the past 20 years of my life. Non-stop, every day. And you can know a thing or two when you study that relentlessly about the human condition. Yeah, things can be known, folks. So, you know, to go back to this idea that the ultimate form of mind control is when you put somebody's imagination in a cage. That's it. You got them where you want them right there. That's it. And that's, are people there? Is that the current human condition? Yes, it is. Whose responsibility is it to change that? Ours. It's our responsibility to do the great work by relentlessly hammering on these people to get them to change their worldview. Because the world is not going to change until that worldview changes. If you think it's going to change by rearranging the furniture on the deck of the Titanic, good luck to you. Hope you got a life jacket on. Because get ready for what's coming, which is sinking into icy waters, if that's what you think. The worldview must change before external manifested conditions can change. Get over it. That's how reality works, folks. So you want to believe in this utter bull crap Darwinian paradigm that it's just fine for human beings to behave like animals, like beasts in the field, because that's all we are. See, that's identity. That's the identity we're taking on for ourselves. Are we nothing more than any other animal, any beast in the field? Is that what you think of a human being? Is that what you think of yourself? You see, that's what it really reveals, what you think of you. You know, because maybe many people are just like those animals in the field. They've done no work on themselves. They are beasts in their condition. Not in their nature, in their condition. We'll be right back. Don't go anywhere. Welcome back, everyone. This is What on Earth is Happening. I'm your host, Mark Passio. My website, whatonearthishappening.com. So uh, in the last segment, I was talking about the ultimate form of mind control being the destruction of the human imagination. And uh, this is how governments ultimately, uh, you know, through the scientism paradigm and the promotion of the Darwinian worldview as well, uh, get uh, people to limit their Uh, view of themselves, their worldview, and what they believe is possible. And what they believe can and cannot be changed. And the human condition can be changed, but again, there's a huge world of difference between can and will. And that's what this is all about. The great work of changing the human condition is about willpower. And anybody who's telling you that it's not is lying to you. Lying to you. So uh, let's move forward and take a look at the uh, second overarching reason 
that the embargo on the truth regarding the existence and interaction uh, with human beings by non-human intelligences continues. And this is on slide number eight now, and it is uh, the continuity of the dominance of the oil-based monetary system. And again, of course, you know, the oil cartels maintain this through the perpetuation of the fossil fuel fraud. That somehow we need to be reliant on oil and we couldn't uh, convert uh, all of our energy needs to sustainable, free, clean energy sources. And there is such a thing. Many, many uh, very advanced scientists, engineers, inventors, researchers have all come to the same conclusions regarding this and every one of them suppressed or killed. You know, you have Nick, the works of Nikola Tesla, you know, Thomas Henry Moray, uh, Pons and Fleischmann, um, uh, uh, Eugene Malov, Stanley Meyer, and you know, the list could go on and on of all the suppressed technological innovations throughout the centuries all to keep the world on a totally unsustainable energy paradigm that also has the rape of the planet that we need to sustain our life in tow with it. Great plan, folks. Well, I mean, it's so brilliant. There's so much wisdom in it. I can't even begin to tell you how wise it is. And on this slide, you know, there's people who will take offense and I tell them as always, get as offended as you want. If you don't think this is what the military is for, this, this isn't what you think. Any military people who may be listening or any people who know military people, if this isn't what you think you are the tool for, you're a tool, okay? And I mean that in the absolute street lingo sense of the word, a tool, Okay, that is just being used by someone else to accomplish their agenda, their goal, their task that they just don't want to get their hands soiled with. But they're okay with you getting dirty to do it and being an immoral order follower in order to do it. To go and pillage resources in other countries and, you know, strong arm the people there to get that done. That's all. You're just an attack dog. And that's what they're, they're all too happy to call you their dogs. It's what these people call you. It's what they call you. They're dogs. They're pets. They're animals. That's my, that's my little dog that I keep in the house. And then I, I, I put him on a chain and I un unleash him when I want to attack somebody. Yeah. And they give you dog tags and you're too stupid to see the connection. You're too retarded to see the connection. I mean, really, it's like, it's like, a, it's like a two-year-old. It's what these people are. They're like two-year-olds whose mommy and daddy never paid attention to them. So let me go and join up. Here's my new surrogate family called the, the military cult. You know, I'm going to go join up and go rape the earth, you know, and, and, and then strong arm a bunch of people I never met too while I'm at it. Yeah, that's going to make me feel like a real man. Whatever. It's a bunch of clowns is what it is. A bunch of clowns these people are retarded children who never grew up and don't want to grow up you know letting people who hate them and call them they call you their animals people I, do i need to say any more than that they call you dumb stupid animals 
I'm not telling you that from book knowledge or from reading a quote. I'm telling you that from their lips to my ears. Okay? In the room with them, calling you their pets. It's unbelievable. And these people still can't see it. They decorate you with the regalia of an animal, giving you a dog tag, and you wear it as a symbol of pride. Absolute utter fools. Utter fools. And, you know, what we're doing to the earth is, is just that that's the icing on the cake. I mean, and all the other species of animals that live here, you know, responsible for the extinction of more other life forms than, you know, than any other species has ever accomplished. Because this whole paradigm of the oil monopolies, of the oil cartels, of this unsustainable paradigm is about taking whatever we want. We're the takers. That's the R complex, the reptile mode. I'm going to take and hoard, you know, and, and then put myself in a position where nobody can ever break that monopoly. And they can't even see they're a drug addict. They're a drug addict. They're imperialists. The people who are helping them do this are imperialists, creating these false flag events for more justification because the people are tired of these wars. They need to create these justifications to go into these other regions and continue to wage their blood sacrifices called wars. It's a, it's a self-imposed noose around the neck, all by a bunch of mental midgets who are trapped in the R-complex of the brain and addicted to adrenaline, you know, and think it has to be this way because they have no imagination. And I'll be damned if I'm going to be ruled by people like that. Not without a fight. Not without consequence. There will be consequence. Trust it. Know it. Know it like you know your name. Not going to go quietly into the night. Not this one. Not this one. And I know there's a lot of people who join me in that sentiment. A lot. A whole lot. And the time's coming. Because we're not, we're, we're not doing the great work in enough absolute force. We don't have the force of numbers that we need to accomplish the work. To do this in mind, which is why I keep trying to impress upon people the imperative of the time that we are at. You need to speak this to these people. I, I was saying the other night when I w went on Popeye's show on, on uh, uh, Truth Frequency the other uh, last night on uh, Down the Rabbit Hole. I want to start a campaign that is about reaching the military and the police because ultimately if we don't reach these people there's going to be a, a, a absolute bloodbath on the earth. That's what's coming. Okay, we have to reach their mindset to change it. That's what the great work is, folks. If you haven't figured that out yet, you're not paying attention. You're not paying attention if that's if you don't understand that. So I want to do something called um, uh, cut off the causers. Maybe somebody can come up with an even better name, but you know, just 
just kicking it around, kicking around the idea and discussing it with some people. We need to set, and, and people think of this, is, is, is what I'm about to say the equivalent of guilting someone? Yes. There's a reason that guilt exists. There is a reason that the emotion of guilt exists. It is to be felt. Just like anger, there's a reason for it to exist and it is to be felt. When something is going wrong, that is, un, that is something that is unjust, iniquities are taking place around us. Inequities are taking place around us. Injustice is taking place all around us. That's what anger is there for to be felt in the physiology. So that you will get up off your rear end and get motivated to do something to change that condition. Well, guilt is there for a reason too. It's to make people understand that what they're doing is immoral. And believe me, I felt my fair, more than my fair share of it in my life. And that emotion helped me to come out of the dark satanic mindset that I was once in. That these police and military are still in. So we, I want to set some, a couple of dates. Like one date we start. You know, and we, it's a campaign. We're going to relentlessly hammer on the minds of military and police personnel with information. Their families have to do it. Their friends have to do it. Anybody you know that is connected with these institutions, anybody you know that's in banking, government, finance, military, police, etc. Any control-based institution. Welcome back, everyone. You're listening to What on Earth is Happening. I want to uh, go just finish going over this uh, idea for sort of a uh, uh, concentrated campaign of sorts uh, to start hammering the truth of natural law into people and get them to understand that what they're doing is wrong and needs to stop. You know, this is what people don't want to hear. They don't want to hear. They want to hear, oh, tell me what I should be doing. No, I'm going to tell you what you should stop doing. That's the solution. The solution lies in the negative pathway. This is what the new age nonsense troglodytes, you know, don't want you to understand. You know, all the people who have bought the new new age Kool-Aid. You know, they want, they want you to think, oh, it's all about t- building something new. No, it's called stop doing what you're doing that's immoral. And then the world will change. It won't be enslaved anymore. No one wants to hear that though. They want to hear some crazy over-the-top complicated solution involving, you know, doing all kinds of new things. Well, you know what? That's not the way that the world's going to change. We don't need anything new. We need to stop doing what we're currently doing that we have no right to continue to do. That's the solution. There's the solution, ladies and gentlemen. And no one wants to hear that. Want to know why? It firmly places the responsibility on their shoulders. You're the one who's causing it. By your behavior. And they don't want to hear that. They don't want to hear it. 
No, because it's always somebody else. It's always pointing the finger. You know? So I want to do some kind of a campaign like where we tell the actual causers of the problem, meaning the people who are working in the control-based institutions, that they're the people who are causing slavery on this planet over a sustained campaign of like six months to a year. And then at the end of that, through the whole time, we're giving them ultimatums. Ultimatums. I'm, as your wife, I'm leaving you. If you don't change and stop doing this job within six months to a year, I'm out. And I'm, I'm going to drag you through the courts and take you for half of everything. Use their system against them. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to sue for full custody of the children so you never see your children again. Because I think you're a psychopathic lunatic that children shouldn't be around. You know? That's how hardcore we need to get. We need to start making these people 100% do what they're doing with no support from us. The idea of supporting these people needs to be withdrawn. Withdrawn. Is that guilting them? Yes, it is. Is that right? Yes, it is. Yes, it is. Somebody would have every right to withdraw all interactions with another human being. Disown them as their family member. How about if a mother said to their child who's in the military, I'm not proud of you. You're a disgrace. You're a dog of some psychopathic, lunatic, so-called elitist that thinks of themselves as God of this world. And you're their order-following pet. And I don't want to... You're not my son. How about that? You're disowned. And anything, I'm not leaving you a thing when I'm, when I'm gone. Not a thing. You're cut off. You're cut out. Cut out of my will of everything. I don't even want to call you son. How about that? You know? See, we need to put pressure... This is what no one wants to hear. Pressure is required to create change. You're not, it's not just going to happen willfully. Something that these people are not just going to say, oh my God, I was wrong the whole time. Somebody's going to have to make them see it. And no one wants to hear that. You want to know why? It has nothing to do with New Age garbage. That's why they don't want to hear that. Because it's a full expression of the masculine force of truth. And the so-called Christians out there, don't even get me started. These fake Christians. And they think they, are, they have anything in common with the words and the message of Christ in the New Testament. Who said he came here to bring a sword of action between people. A sword that would cleave people. And create division. Because there would be those who stand in truth on one side. And those who stand in satanic deception on the other side. And these fake Christians have the nerve to say, oh, it's all just about belief. You know? You just need to accept the, this astro-theological image as your Lord and Savior. It's not about right action. They didn't, haven't even read their own scriptures. They're, they're, they're another bunch of clowns, these religionists. Which brings us to the next section to wrap up this uh, 
these, this overarching question of why would governments want to cover this all up about interaction with non-human entities throughout human history. Well, that brings us to the ultimate, folks. And um, you're going to see a progression that I was leading to here, okay? Just, just to wrap up that uh, campaign I was talking about, you know, at that, at that point, we need, you know, at the, the, the one year or six month point, maybe then we say, we're, cu- we're cutting you off. We're not going to continue to support you. We don't want to be your family member. We don't want you in our lives. You know, if mothers, sisters, brothers, fathers, daughters did that, maybe we'd start to make some progress on these people. Because just sweet talking to them and handing them a DVD that you know they're never going to watch isn't going to isn't going to get it done, folks. It's not going to get it done. It's not the way to do the great work. Okay. If you think that's all it's going to take, you're sickeningly naive, and you don't understand the level of absolute satanic illusion and ego calcification that we are up against, and what it is going to take to break that mindset. You don't get it yet. You got to understand it's going to take a level of extremity that most human beings are not yet prepared for. And now is the time to start talking about these strategies and methodologies. And to start formulating them and doing them. The third reason that this overarching cover-up continues and the main reason it continues is the continued acceptance to get people to continue to accept traditional traditional religious and scientism based dogma through the suppression of the truth about human origins about how we came to be the people that we are on this planet and how we came into the current human condition And there's two overarching paradigms or dogmatic worldviews that postulates to tell us how we came into this condition and why we are the people that we are. And that is the scientism dogmatic worldview of Darwinism. And let me tell you something. Darwin was probably the single individual who did the most to harm the entire human species. One human being who did the most amount of damage on the human mind in the history of the species was Charles Darwin. Because what he got people to accept as a religion with no actual scientific proof, yes, with no actual proof in the fossil record, where he himself said it would need to be discovered with many transitional species, and not a one has ever been found linking ancient hominids to to modern humans. Not one. And if you think it has been, go find me the proof. You will not be able to do it. No one will. Because there is not one shared bone in a hominid skeleton that is shared with a human being skeleton. And there is not one transitional species that has ever been discovered with a shared bone between those two species. Zero. And any anthropologist or biologist will admit that fact. If they're telling you the truth and not lying to you. And people want to take Darwinian macrobiological evolutionary theory as gospel truth. As if it has somehow been 100% proven as law in the universe. 
I feel sorry for anybody who's in that mindset because it is a complete scientism, left brain worldview prison. And it's just as ridiculous as the creationist worldview. The earth is only 6,000 years old. The creator put us all here to test us, you know, and the literalist interpretation of the biblical worldview that religion propagates. There's your right brain form of imbalance. We'll pick this up on the other side. Stay with us. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. Third and final hour of What on Earth is Happening for this evening. I'm your host, Mark Passio. My website, whatonearthishappening.com. I want to wrap up uh, some of the points that I was making about the reasons that all the governments of the earth have universally decided to continue the embargo on the truth regarding the interaction uh, with human beings by non-human intelligences, uh, regardless of what their nature may be. Um, and uh, we made three basic points uh, that the first reason is to continue control. If you think about that, what is the role? What institution fulfills that role? Government. Okay? They're the ones who are actually performing the actual control, the physical control of human beings. The second was the continuity of the fake monetary system that is ultimately backed by oil and the oil cartels. So now we have the monetary systems, the protection of that paradigm as the second reason. And the third reason was the perpetuation of religious dogma and religious belief systems, whether it is traditional right brain cultural religious belief systems, new age belief systems, or scientism left brain belief systems. It's all religion, no matter how you want to break it down or look at it. It's just whether it's a left brain imbalanced form of religion or a right brain imbalanced form of religion. But ultimately, they do that through the suppression of our true origins. Why? Why does that ultimately keep the paradigm of slavery in place? Well, it keeps this idea that this is how it should be in place in the minds of people. And that's the death of the imagination. Well, if it should be like this and if it's okay and if it's right for it to continue, what do I need to do? To, why should I try to change anything? I can't change anything. That's just the perpetual, quote, natural order of the way things are. Absolute bunk nonsense. There's nothing natural about what's happening on this planet, and it most certainly doesn't in any way resemble order. It is the 100% artificially imposed mind control based system of chaos and slavery and disorder. If you think this is the natural order, you are mentally sick. Literally, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not even saying this like as some kind of a uh, ad hominem attack. I'm telling you, literally, the fact of the matter is that you have a damaged neocortical brain. If you got a brain scan, it would verify it. 
Anybody who has that kind of a worldview is still in a state where one of the brain hemispheres is so chronically imbalanced that it has destabilized the entire neocortical uh, 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 structure of the brain and the electrochemical activity that is taking place in the neocortical brain is screwed up. And a brain scan would show it, ladies and gentlemen. There would be physical, tangible, scientific evidence that there's mental illness present in you if that's your worldview. If you think that's the natural order, you're mentally ill, literally. Again, it's not an ad hominem attack. I'm trying to explain. Literally, that is the evidence of a broken brain. If that worldview is present, the brain is broken. So, ultimately, we've gone forward in ascending order of power when it comes to maintenance of this control and slavery system. Government's actually at the bottom. Remember when I talked about, back on a former podcast, the unholy trinity, the three basic forms of mind control that keep everything in, in a state of slavery? Government is the child. It's the thing that came last. It's the thing that was born out of the other two. The monetary system is what is the mother to that child. It's what runs the government. It's what makes the government do what it does. People thinking, I have to do this for money. I have to have a job. This is part of my identity. This is part of what I do. But ultimately, it's religion that's running the show, folks, and it always has been. And if you don't understand that, if you think religion has waned, you don't know anything about the first thing about what's really going on on this world. Religion is still as firmly entrenched and in charge of this planet as it ever has been. Ever has been. It is all about religion and how it needs to be ended. All forms of it. All false religions. There's only one true religion. Truth itself. That's it. That's the only thing that's capable of reuniting you with your divine essence, which we have all fallen from. Truth is the only force that can do that. No religion on the face of the earth, certainly not government authority, certainly not the monetary system, nor the New Age movement or any of the cultural religions has the power to do that. Sorry to burst your bubble, religionists, but get over it. And religion is protecting that more than anything else. Religion and science shake hand on, hands on this. Because neither one of them will even go near the third alternative, which is interventionism. The interventionist theory of how the human condition came to be the way it is. They won't look at that. No. They want to protect their little paradigms of Darwinism and the uh, poisoned worldview of original sin, etc. It's all the same thing. It's saying humans are just like this. See, you can't. People can't understand. These are the same ideologies. There's not, nothing really different. It's just in the approach. Does a doctor, does a scientist in a white lab coat tell you that human beings are are bad from from their you know uh, from their genes? You know, or does r- religionists tell you that God uh, you know made us with original sin? We were just made with original sin because we went against God's wishes in the garden. And take this literalist interpretation of the Bible. It's all 
points to the same overarching worldview. Humans are just fundamentally bad and flawed by their nature, and it always has been this way, and it always must be this way. Therefore, don't even bother to try to create any change in the world. Now, it has nothing to do with how people think, because their behaviors are driven by how they think, and how somebody thinks is changeable. You're not a programmed robot that must behave a certain way. You have free will. This is what both of these paradigms dismiss. It's the scientism paradigm of, of Darwinism, macrobiological Darwinian theory and social Darwinism, po postulates essentially there's no such thing as free will. Everything's just controlled by genes. And then the religious paradigm, well, God's keeping it like this. Because we disobeyed him, and therefore we j it just has to be this way. It's all nonsense. It's all bunk. Something did happen to us and do something to us, but it does not have to perpetually be that way. Human beings are capable of change. Human beings are capable of evolving. Human beings are capable of changing how they think and behave by an act of will. By an act of will. This is what is dismissed by both of these paradigms. Free will. To make change occur. And it is possible. Will we do it? That's a whole different story. And the reason they, they keep these paradigms in place is because one of the most effective ways to control a whole population, this is the last slide for tonight, slide 11, one of the most effective ways to control an entire population is to cut people off from the knowledge of their true origins because our true origins tell us about where we came from and they inform us about who we are now, why we are the being now that we have become. doesn't mean we have to perpetually be that. doesn't mean that's just how it is and that's it, just tough. It can't be changed, no. It doesn't mean that. But it does tell us about who we are right now in the moment and how we got to be that person. That's a course heading. We learn about where we've been in the course that we're currently on. And when we have that information in hand, then we're in an empowered position to change that course. Your call's on the other side of the break. Stay with us. Welcome back, everyone. You're listening to What on Earth is Happening. I'm your host, Mark Passio. My website, whatonearthishappening.com. I'm going to go to the phones and take your calls on this topic. Uh, let's go to Patty in Illinois. Patty, you're live on What on Earth is Happening. Welcome. Hi, Mark. I'm really excited to be talking to you. Absolutely. Thanks, Thanks so much for calling uh, in. What do you have for us tonight? Well, um... I have been listening to your podcast since the beginning, and um, I'm actually on number, like, 35. And you're talking about imagination, and it made me think of one of the podcasts I just listened to on Better Living Through Alchemy, where um, you had, like, a, I think, a, something about the key to life and death, and it was yes. imagination. 
and um it and is it's the true. only it is the only thing that can actually create what the ancient alchemists referred to as the philosopher's stone the state of consciousness by which we could create real positive change for the human species that cannot be done without the imagination it is the key to that formula exactly and um and for myself i have been finding that to be incredibly empowering um i am i work as a college professor i i teach students going into the medical field and um and i see the limitations of these students that are getting brainwashed by allopathic medicine yep. with with um with the you know, rockefeller protocols exactly yeah and um, the, the, the bo- I, don't you know that the body is just a mechanized robotic machine and nutrition has nothing to do with any of it it's all about just the interactions of molecules that's all you know it's all there just purpose purposeless you know it has nothing to do with energy it certainly has nothing to do with the food we take in you know that's all absolutely based on you know ancient newtonian paradigm and worldview you know, brought into the human body now. We're going to apply Newtonian dynamics of physical objects to the human body. It makes perfect sense to me. Doesn't it make perfect sense to you, Patty? It is It is one of the mechanisms of, of mind control for these for these young students coming into this field. And you're right. It, it is a very mechanistic way of looking at life. We have reduced life to something that can be manipulated. And something that is not a magical, wonderful, and, you know, just full of possibilities. Um, yep. I, I find it hard because you know, I went to medical school and I left medical school because I, I felt the brainwashing beginning when I was in my third year of med school and I started doing clinical rotations. I didn't want to be a drug pusher. I had to leave that system. Yeah. And, um, and I'm teaching in the field because I am passionate about talking about the human body, but I'm trying to get across to my students the truth without going against the system. And, you know, one of the things you talked about was we have to start being forceful with this message. Yep. We can't hold back anymore. And so, you know, when, when my students ask me about chemotherapy, I flat out tell them, you know, this is a system of a cocktail of drugs that kill cells. It kills the same immune cells that you need to fight cancer. So if you think that's, you know, beneficial for a person that's dying of cancer, you know, I have to, I have to give them the truth and let them come up with the conclusion. And it's going to take courage to do that. And it may even come to a point where you might have to take a chance of putting your job on the line. This is what we need more people to step up and do. And, you know, the more people who do that, the faster things are going to change. Patty, I want to thank you for your courage and thank you for your call. Great points and insights. Let's go to another caller. Let's uh, hear from Rob in Ecuador. Rob, you're live on What on Earth is Happening. Welcome. Hi, Mark. How you doing? Hi, Rob. Welcome. Um, yeah, so um, down here in Ecuador, I've been showing your natural law presentation over over se- several weeks to a group of people. Great. Bit of a statement here before a couple of questions I've got. It seems um, your, your method of teaching does uh, nothing to overcome the cognitive dissonance that listeners may experience as a result of considering what you're teaching, and you make no apology for that, I know. Um, further... 
I think you might, uh, it might be fair to describe your approach as going for the low-hanging fruit. And I think I've heard you say words to the effect of, you know, your style is your style. Maybe others can, can do the babysitting. Um, and, I've, uh, and listening to various of your, your podcasts and so on, it seems that it, it's almost... Did we lose you? Rob, if you're still there? Yeah, hi. Can there he is. Okay. Continue. Sorry. Uh, it's, a, it's a VoIP connection from South America. Um, so, so uh, yeah, I, uh, I, was going, I was just going on there. Uh, maybe maybe um, it's even a disservice to try and wake people who, who, uh, who, who don't want to be um, Absolutely woken. not. I have to 100% completely disagree. That is what we are okay. here to do. See, the New Age movement has people convinced of this absolutely convinced that that is the correct way to go about doing things that's what's gotten us here my friend that's why we're in a situation of slavery that's the very reason because people said well it doesn't make a difference to me what he thinks what she thinks what they think they're entitled to their own opinion doesn't make a damn bit of difference whether that opinion has, has anything to do with truth or morality and who am i to say something to them that's the exact reason we're enslaved. The exact reason. Think about that. And, okay. The New Age okay. movement and, and, wants to convince people that that's the proper approach to take in this world. Just let it go. Let it be what it is. Don't exercise your will. What happens? See, let me explain something. And Rob, I thank you for your call. Okay, I want to explain something to folks regarding this point of view and how dangerous it is. Okay, there are two forces at work in the universe. This is what, see, this ideology, which is what it is, comes forward from not understanding the truth about the occult. Someone who takes this approach does not understand the occult at all. At all. There are two forces at work in the universe. There is an entropic force that breaks things down and prevents ordering and makes things further and further chaotic and when it comes to the will, enslaves it. In the scientific terminology, this force is known as entropy. In the occult terminology, this force is known as involution. The force of involution, which means to tighten up inward, to curl inside. Not to unfurl and to allow to unfold and flower, but to ball up and suppress. Okay? That means you're not using the will to order things. That means you're not using the will to choose the difference between right and wrong and speak that to others. That means you're not controlling yourself and taking control over your voice which is what ultimately orders the mind and by extension orders the universe the universe is spoken into existence and there are too few people who are ordering it Therein lies the problem. Thank you, Rob, for your call because you just explained to all the listeners the fundamental problem of our world. 
That is the fundamental overarching problem of the human condition. We want to allow that force of involution to just go. Don't exert the will because that is the hardest thing to do. See, it all comes back to will, folks. Free will, the gift of the creator. What are we doing with it? Yeah. What are we doing with it? gotta wake up from our sleep ladies and gentlemen and that is what I am desperately attempting to assist people with if only they will hear the message this isn't going to happen on its own this is what religion wants to tell people is it's how the way the world works We are the ones who are in control of this process. We do it or it doesn't get done. People have to start to understand what the great work really is and they still don't get it. As I was saying before the break, there are two forces in nature. Involution is the force the entropic force in nature that breaks everything down, prevents ordering within systems, and creates chaos. And this has been called the satanic force in the occult world as well. Then there is the ordering principle. This is the force of evolution. It is the ordering principle in nature. And when we stand in that force and align ourselves with what is, with the truth, with morality, then that force of evolution creates for us more and more freedom. That is the essential law of attraction in operation throughout the entire universe. And it's what every occult school of wisdom has attempted desperately to teach the people of this planet. And it's what every dark occult mystery tradition has attempted to prevent the people of earth from understanding. Because that's how you keep them enslaved. And it is an act of will that will order things and that will create freedom for human beings. It is not a process that is in the hands of anybody else. Biological evolution gets us up to a certain point and then the process is taken over by that little thing called free will. And as I asked before the break, what are we doing with it? Well, you could imagine that most people are just absolutely defecating on it. Okay? Put another colorful expletive in there of your choice. All right? So, look, 
I'm sorry for the intensity, people, okay? But the whole point here is there is no time left. We're out. We're out of time, folks. In case you don't understand what's going on in the world, you need to open your eyes, look around. If you can't tell the house is on fire, I, I feel sorry for you. I don't know what to tell you. We need to express this imperative. There's no more time to sweet talk to these people. The great work is waking the dead. If you're not, if you don't have the willpower to do that, then admit that you're not involved and get off the playing field. That's it. I'm not here to talk to the people who aren't going to do that work. The entire point of this show and all of my work is not to talk to the dead. Why would I? The whole point is to make new teachers who do fully understand these dynamics so that we can cause a chorus of resounding truth throughout the earth. And when we do that, we're going to wake the dead. But not until, not until we understand what that great work is and we start to give our will to the will of creation to do that great work. That's what doing the true will means. And that's what people still don't understand in massive enough numbers. Let's go to Daniel in Ohio. Daniel, you're live on What on Earth is Happening. Welcome. Hey, Mark. Can you hear me? Yes, I can. Coming in loud and clear. Mark, I just wanted to thank you for all the work that you've done. I've uh, worked my way through your podcast twice now, and uh, it's it's really just helped me see the... I mean, this world for what it really is. Uh, you, Len and Honor, and... Uh, Dr. Jim Byrne on YouTube. I mean, you guys have just completely turned my life around in almost inexplicable terms. But uh, what I was calling I thank, today... I thank you for that compliment. I consider myself in good company with those gentlemen that you just mentioned. I mean, I, I thank you so much for introducing me to Leonard Honor. His uh, uh, Vision of Manhood podcast is, is good for anyone. Absolutely. Uh, it, Absolutely. It, I mean, just brilliant uh, work. Brilliant. I, I can't recommend Lennon highly enough. It's really good stuff. And but, uh, I, I want to just say I like the way you, you thanked me for what I do. I helped you to wake yourself up. I didn't do it for you. You did it by an act of your will. Yes, sir. You did yes, that. Sir. All I did was say, hey, you might want to take a look at this. <laughs> that's all. I'm just an aggregator of, of the grammar that's out there, you know, of the basic building blocks of information that people really need to take into themselves if they want to wake themselves up. And, you know, that's what my work is here to do. And it is hard work. It's not easy. I put so much time. People don't see the amount of time that goes into this. I've sacrificed a good portion of my life to do this work. And it I mean, shows. Th these things don't just get made, you know. You know, no nothing just happens by accident. You have to sit. You have to do the research. You have to organize it logically. You, you have to do the graphics. You have to do the text. I mean, you know, it's it's not something that just happens automatically. Every single thing on my website, ladies and gentlemen, I put up there myself. I don't have a webmaster. I don't have a webmaster. I mean, thank God I learned this, the, the 
you know, communication skills and the, the, the computer skills to do that. That's what I basically do for making fake money. You know, I do tutoring and, you know, uh, technical support work and building websites and stuff like that. But, you know, uh, thank God that background is there, you know, and I can do that. But and people think that just happens magically on its own. That's hard work, ladies and gentlemen. It takes a lot of time to get done that most people are paid a lot of money to do. I receive no compensation for that, for that work. So, you know, except in, in the form of voluntary donations that people find value in it, and, th- and that's fine. You know, if they want to contribute, uh, I won't turn down a donation. I, I do have a donation button on the page to help assist me with the expenses of, of daily life and helping contribute to the, the household in which I live. So, you know, uh, but uh, I, w- I just want to thank you, Daniel, for the way you phrased that. And you said, I simply assisted in that process. Uh, you did the work to wake yourself up. I was an assistant in that work. That's what an alchemist really is, an assistant to the great work. Definitely, definitely. And uh, you might want to do like Lenin did, you know, like he, he made an affirmation to the universe that, you know, because of the work that he's done and because of the people that he knows he has helped, that he deserves, he knows that he deserves for the people that have that he has helped for them to help him out monetarily sure. because Absolutely. because this is something that we unfortunately need in this crazy world. And and, and, and people want- people like myself and Lennon, we will roll most of that back into the work that we are doing. You think this doesn't require equipment? It, you think it doesn't require buying DVDs? It doesn't require printer ink? You know, it doesn't require an inter- a fast internet connection, which I laughingly call my internet connection fast. It's not, you know, nothing but, it's not a real modern high-speed internet connection, this crappy DSL line that I suffer through because uh, Fios hasn't come, fiber optic internet hasn't come into my neighborhood yet, unfortunately. But yeah, I mean, I hear what you're saying, you know. Uh, we, we do deserve some abundance in our life to help us to do this work because we're a few of the few people who are actually doing it. Absolutely. Absolutely. People out there, if you can hear me, uh, I'm a dude Bob from Cincinnati style. Have some fucking passion. Okay. Oh, we have, have to watch our, we have to watch our language sorry, because I'm we're sorry, going out over AM and FM affiliates as well. So right, please, please I'm sorry be careful. About that. No problem. Yes. Uh, have some freaking passion. Okay. All this stuff about, you know, you, you talk to people and if you have any kind of passion in your voice, people want to uh, not listen to you or anything like that forget that it's too late for that and we we have to take things in, into another level That's right. uh, i just have a quick story here sure. uh moving into a new house and there's a pond right behind it and i told you know uh parts of my family that i didn't want any fishing on it just simply because i didn't want any animals to be harmed and it's caused it's literally caused a rift in my family just because of it i would never in a million years thought that that would have happened wow. but it has and, it, and it's causing so many problems it, it, it's amazing wow. just because through you know through uh, uh, through apophysis i didn't want it, an action to be done but they feel like they have the right to ingress upon that and and and, and be pissed off about it it's so crazy Daniel thank you for sticking to your guns and employing your will and waking yourself up to the extent that you have and and now getting involved in the process of helping to wake others up that's what it's all about thanks so much for the call we'll pick up with your calls on the other side stay with us
Welcome back, everyone. You're listening to What on Earth is Happening. This is the last segment for this evening. I'm your host, Mark Passio. My website, whatonearthishappening.com. Let's see if we could squeeze in a few more calls. Um, let's go to Raphael in Indiana. You're live on What on Earth is Happening. Welcome. Hi, Mark. Uh, I just wanted to <clears throat> mention I came across uh, an article talked about uh, 15 years later and the Matrix still has us, and uh, just wanted to make a comment that uh, that presentation alone you did uh, did wonders for helping me wake up and realize exactly what's you know, kind of happening in this world, and not to mention all your podcasts. Thank um, you. But going back to what you mentioned earlier <clears throat> about the police and these order followers, a lot of it, you know, as you mentioned through your podcast, a lot of it stems from lack of care. Yeah, they're they're like robots, and you know, it's and it all stems down to the general public for because lack of care is because they don't care because it doesn't happen to them. That's so right. as long as they're in little world, it doesn't matter as long as they get their paycheck. Because you know, you mentioned in your previous podcast of like the brutality and things that happened in the G twenties. Anybody who watches that those videos, it's like it's just you're just amazed at what 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 goes on, and but people don't care because it's not happening to them. Yeah, and see that care, that true care. We're not talking about familial love or romantic love. We're talking about true care about what's actually taking place from a moral perspective. That is the force that ultimately drives the will or needs to drive the will if we're to create positive change. And until we can get more and more people to develop that true sense of care, what I call care with a capital C, you know, don't expect things to magically change on their own here. Care has to drive the right action through the will in order for actual positive change to become manifested in our world. That's the real law of attraction, folks. Not this bunk new age variant that's being taught by all these self-help gurus who just want to make a quick buck by telling people what they want to hear. They don't want to come out and tell people it's hard to create real change because you really have to deeply care. You have to get out of your poisoned, nonsense worldview about how evil human beings are and can't ever change. And you got to start working on yourself and other people. You know, that's what real care is all about. And if we apply it with our free will, there's no force of nature that can hold us back. That's what the evolutionary force is ultimately all about. It, that's what is. That's what drives it, care and the will. And then, of course, understanding and knowledge, you know, and then we apply that and that's wisdom. And that's what drives the force of evolution, the ordering principle in nature. So, Raphael, anything else? Uh, I just wanted to comment. I just can't thank you enough for your passion, your intensity, and everything you do. I appreciate I mean, I that. Want, thank Th you very much. Thanks so much. Uh, let's hear from Ivan in Phoenix. Ivan, welcome, my friend. Ivan in Phoenix, are you are you there? Hopefully, yeah, I'm here. Can there he is. I can hear you now. All right, good. How have you All been? Right, well, everything's good, and you? Doing well. Still All doing right. the great work. Been... Not going to stop. <laughs> Uh, yeah, 
yeah, we hope you never stop. Um, I've listened to some of your last few shows here the last week, and uh, I even messaged Barb that uh, you sounded pretty intense, and she messaged back that she can hear you upstairs, that you were very loud, uh, yep. you know, several days ago on some of your shows. Oh, there's no question. I'm feeling an energetic shift in intensity. It's like the universe is saying to the spiritual warriors on this planet right now, step up your game, boys and girls, because you're on the verge of something. Now is not the time to, to let, let it let it ebb, okay? Now is the time to move forward and press forward. We need to keep up the pressure, keep up the pressure. That is what this whole time period right now is about. I can feel it in every bone in my body. And that's what that intensity is reflecting. Yeah, yeah, I, I agree with you. Um, let me see. I have so many ideas in so a short amount of time. Um, let me try and focus real quick. You brought up the word order. Um, that's something that I was thinking about uh, about a month ago. The word order. We don't think about that word too much, but every we want a world of order. But yet yep. every day we go about placing orders. Right. We're online placing an order for what we want. We go to a restaurant, a right. fast food place, or any place, and we <laughs> submit an order for what we want. That's it. But yet we're doing that all the time because we want, you know, mommy or daddy government to vote or pass this or do that. So we're always ordering things that we don't realize that we're ordering when we place votes or pray or go to some church or for, for right. somebody to rescue us or save us. So we're constantly put, submitting orders. And then you're getting something in return for the placement of that order. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Yep. So and I in many cases, it doesn't resemble order at all. In many cases, it's absolute chaos. Right. Yeah. It's, it's that, because we're, we're people who are subconsciously ordering what they don't want. Right. Exactly. And then going back to your top, the topic of your show tonight, it's just real quickly, the movie Noah. I oh, saw yeah. That, and it's pretty interesting how a lot of the religious people aren't, don't really like that That's film. That's right. They don't show a connection with like God or anything. But I think what they don't like is that they show, well, this is a spoiler for people who haven't seen it, but you know it's been out several weeks, they should have seen it by now. But they show supposedly like the angels, their light, and they yep. get cursed, and they get turned into rock solidity. Yep. So they show other earthly or unearthly beings with Noah, and they're interacting like that's nothing's right. going on. And I'm, I'm like, hello. You know, and they call them the Watchers in the movie. I went to see it. I highly recommend this movie. People should definitely go and see it, and you'll understand why a big uh, furor is being raised by the uh, religious community because they want uh, they wanted the movie to tell the literalist interpretation of the biblical story, when in fact what this um, uh, movie is actually about is the interaction with uh, ancient human beings of non-human uh, entities that came to this planet and had factions among them that uh, interacted with human beings in different ways. Some of them wanted to uplift human beings and some of them wanted to vehemently, viciously control human beings. And, uh, you, you know, the uh, the faction that is the, the creator in this movie is the one that warns human beings about a coming calamity on the earth and that, uh, you know, the human life was going to be wiped out and uh, helps uh, a, a certain contingency of human beings to survive that cataclysm. So it's definitely a story about the ancient past. And I, I kind of 
really liked uh, uh, kind of the message of the movie was that uh, human beings are ultimately in control of how we move forward. You know, it's not up to the the all-powerful fate of some uh, creator. Uh, it is it is about what what we think about ourselves. Are we worthy of moving forward and evolving? You know, it's a it's a self. Uh, an idea of self when it comes to our worldview. You know, are we worthy of something more than this? Are we worthy of something more than than slavery and chaos and destruction and and strife? You know, and this is part of the problem. So many people don't think that we are because they're still in the state of self-loathing. They're still in that state of self-loathing brought on by these traumatic you know, conditions and in that psychological state of, uh, of abandonment that leads to self-loathing. And then that leads to them not wanting to take personal responsibility to change things. The, all of these underlying themes were present in the movie and, uh, it left, it left, uh, I think the movie left on a pretty, uh, up, uh, a powerful empowering note that, um, you know, the, the main character, ultimately uh had to see that there was worth in humanity and it was worthy to go forward and continue and evolve and become something more than it previously was so i highly recommend the film i i, I definitely thought it was pleasantly surprising to me it, it, it contained so much more than what i was even expecting okay and then um synchronistically because every time i call you there's some synchronicity happening I did not know what your topic this evening was going to be, and earlier today I threw on an older Stephen King-based book, The Mist, and there was a mo- that right there is a movie that ties into what you were talking about this evening about extraterrestrial or unearthly beings or entities or things that exist, and how humanity shrugs it off and like, no, that's not possible, and. Well, real quick, people should see the myth. It shows the three types of people, the ones left brain, right brain, and the ones open that, that can accept what's yep. possible and how it addresses everything on there from religion to the logical thinking people and how everybody's wrong in there. Also a great allegorical film. I definitely recommend that one as well. Yeah, gr- great points, uh, Ivan, uh, and always a pleasure to hear from you. Ladies and gentlemen, that's really all the time we have for this edition of What on Earth is Happening. That brings us to the end of the show. Hope you've enjoyed listening to the show tonight. Remember, there are only two mistakes that one can ever make on the path to truth. Not starting and not going all the way. Oh, and one more thing. Don't you ever say die.